Hey, what's up? This is Mike Orlando. Yo, this is Eric Lenhart from Adrenaline Mob, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Dig it. Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing? CJ Pierre from Drowning Pool, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks right here. Hello and welcome to episode 262 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, Sean, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. In this week's episode, we've got three great bands on the show. We've got interviews with Drowning Pool, Adrenaline Mob, and Full Devil Jacket. All three of these bands are currently touring together and they'll be hitting Pittsburgh on March 24th at the Alder Bar. Starting things off, I had a chance to talk with CJ from Drowning Pool. Drowning Pool just released the 13th anniversary edition of their debut album, Sinner. It includes remastered tracks as well as a second disc full of demos and unreleased stuff, including the last track they wrote with late singer Dave Williams called Hero Sleeping. Before we get to that interview, though, here's a song that needs no introduction. Here's Bodies. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the Ladies and gentlemen, with me on the phone, I have CJ Pierce from the band Drowning Pool. How you doing today, CJ? I'm doing great, brother. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks. Uh, thanks for asking. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, you guys got a lot coming up, uh, going on right now. So let's uh, let's talk about some of that. Uh, recently, back in yeah. November, you guys uh, re-released Sinner uh, um, as a 13th anniversary edition. Can you talk a little bit about the decision to release that now as like a 13th anniversary and uh, instead of like, you know, your typical, you know, 10, 15, 20 year. Right. There's a lot of things that came into play. Um, we've always wanted to do something for Dave Williams, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, a lot of bands traditionally, you know, after 10 years, they put out like a best of record on stuff like that. And we didn't really feel like, you know, that we're in a position to do like a best of record. We've been through a lot of different singers and stuff like that. Right. And, um, this company, um, Concord music, bicycle, um, records they kind of bought the rights to center record they wanted to do something special as well so uh, all that happened at the same time man i'm really glad that we got it out there you know it's um 
a remastered version of the center record, and it's also um, there's a second disc on it that has 13 old demo tracks. Right. Um, some of those tracks are the demos we made before we did the center record, and other tracks are demos we made before we uh, recorded center that um, you know never made it to that record. And then finally, last but not least, the 13 track on there is a track called Hero Sleeping, mm-hmm. which is the last track that we recorded with Dave Williams. Wow. So um, I'm glad that we got all that stuff together and, and you know got it out there to all of our cool fans. Yeah, definitely. Um, can you talk about the remastering process? What you guys did to uh, you know, what you, you know, did the album really need to be remastered, or is that something you guys kind of you know wanted to fix you anything? Know, they said they wanted to remaster, but I've got to be honest with you, man. Um, and hats off to Jay Baumgartner and everybody else. Um, during that time in 2001, it did. I mean, honestly, I I love the way it sounds. I'm like, how can you really beat that? So, right. you know, it's part of the deal. They wanted to remaster it, and and they, there was a couple of different places we sent it to, and um. You know, I personally sat there in my house and listened to every single track mm-hmm. and compared it until, um, you know, we found a place and we found a guy that, um, through the, you know, through bicycles, one of their guys that, that did it. And um, I was like, all right, you know, you got a little bit louder, a little bit brighter, a little cleaner. So um, I just, you know, not that it really needed it, but, you know, there's a lot of tools nowadays, 13 right. years later, that, that, of course, that um, oh, yeah. all the toys, you know, to make it better. So um, it's bigger and louder. And, uh, but the main thing is that, you know, releasing all those other, um, demos and stuff. Some of those demos I remixed in my home studio mm-hmm. because you know how it is, man. When bands first start out, did you go in the studio? You, you know, you have like you know three hundred bucks on you. You go in there, you record a bunch of stuff real fast, and they give you what you give you, and you get out. Right. So, um, it was nice to be able to take those tracks and, and remix them and clean them up so you can really hear what was going on at the time because they're you know. Like any band's first demos, man, they sound pretty raw and rough, but uh, they still have the rawness to it now. Yeah, um, sometimes it's a little cleaner. Right. You know, the rawness is good, too. I mean, I like, you know, yeah. the raw sound. And, you know, sometimes, you know, when you start getting overproduced, you kind of lose that edge. Um, and so when you're going back, you know, going through all these demos and these unreleased tracks or whatnot, um, you know, did you have to search for those? Did you have these ready to go? Or was it something, you know, you know, did you find stuff that you completely forgot about and, you know, brought back a lot of memories? Can you talk about, you know, compiling all this, you know, bonus material? Yeah, man. Um it was, uh, we had to track down, um, our producer, um, well, you know, it was a local friend of ours that actually still had the dad tapes. We did that stuff on dad in his home studio. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we, uh, I had, you know, to track him down and then we finally, uh, found him and found a box of tapes. I had to go out and buy an ADAT machine, which is wow. back in the day, man, when they, they were like $2,000 or whatever. I found the one online. Well, I found three of them online and, and put those together to make one that actually worked. Yeah. I remember. So like a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they record on like, like videotapes or something like that. The the Yeah, it's like they look like VHS. It's basically like recording to VHS tape. It's kinda like um at the time it was like a instead of, you know, real real tape, two inch tape. Right. You know, they came out of these machines where you can still record on the tape. Um VHS tapes. So um Buddy Rise J D Sims, thank you for still having them. He had them in his <laughs> shed in his box that covered in dirt and mud and spider webs. So um, I didn't even know if it was going to work. So it was really right. cool and exciting to, to get those. Because, I mean, we're, that, some of those demos were, man, 15, 16 years ago plus. Exactly, we recorded yeah. them. So to put them in there and, and find them. And for me, you know, all I did was just kind of kind of clean it up a little bit. You know, everything, again, originally was just real, you know, mighty dirty or just like, it just wasn't, we didn't have time to really mix it. We just recorded it and what we got is what we got. So, um, but it was kind of weird too, man, because, you know, I was up 3 o'clock in the morning and I'm isolating, you know, Dave's solo, you know, his vocals. Right. And uh, there's some stuff where he's doing whispery stuff in the background. I'm just hearing him whisper in my ears during the morning. Um, 
But uh, also a lot of good memories, man. We had a lot right. of fun times. You can hear him in the background. I left it in there where he's opened up a beer bottle cap. And, cool. You know, there's little little background things that, that you couldn't hear before that I left in there to keep it, like you like we said, um, natural and raw and organic. And stuff. Right, right. Um, you know, I, I got you. You know, I, I've listened to it. The album's been out for a while, and I really dig the uh, the bonus stuff, you know, in addition to, you know, the, you know, been a fan of the first album, you know, since it came out, and bonus stuff was a nice added thing. Now, you guys are about to start the uh, second leg of the tour uh, where you'll be playing Sinner in its entirety. You know, what was it like going back and revisiting some of these songs that you probably haven't played in, in, a, in a long time? Yeah, there's a handful of them. I mean, we always play, you know, Tearaway and Bodies and stuff right. like that. Um, but there's a handful of them that we hadn't played since, you know, since David passed away. So it's fun, man. It's exciting. You know, like any musician, you know, you grow over years. You try mm-hmm. to better yourself and and be a better songwriter, this and that. And then also we've been through so many singer changes, it's kind of like, you know, you write how you write, but you have to kind of curtail a little bit to right. that singer style. So it was awesome to go back and, um, you know, redo these songs. I redo them, just kind of relearn them, and um, we play them every night, man. There's, just, there's definitely a vibe with that record, regardless of the fact, you know, I'm in the band mm-hmm. and we put it out. It's just, you know, as an outside looking in, I mean, there's a vibe to that record that... Um, it's just fun to play, man. I'm so glad we're playing these songs live. And also, since we've been playing these songs live, it's kind of influenced me now in my writing to kind of write like I used to back then as well. So um, right. I can see that coming through the new song. So you're going to hear a lot of that on our next record. There's going to be a lot of that, just that foundation sound of Drown and Cool that we had, that core sound. Cool. So, you know, the fans have, you know, playing that uh, center in, in its entirety. And uh, you got a pretty good lineup this, this like, tour with Adrenaline Mob and... Uh, Full Devil Jacket. Can you talk about how you hooked up with those guys? Uh, we've known those guys, uh, both bands, for years, and um, you know we've done shows off and on right. here, here and there. But um, yeah, I'm really glad that we all get to tour together. Uh, you know, again, it's, it's one of those things that's uh, always it's like a friends and family tour. You know, you've been right. those guys for years, and, and they they have new records coming out, um, and they're awesome records. So um, it's going to be a good time all around, man. It's oh, going to be a great show, and with shows like that, not that we you know. I mean, I always get along with all the bands that we tour with, but just when you like know people in the band that you've known for years, um, there's more shenanigans and stuff like that that go on, man. So uh, nobody Zach's playing, so I'm going to be messing with him every night. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to, to seeing the tour here in Pittsburgh. Now, you talked about, um, you know, when you were relearning and, and rehearsing the, the center stuff and, you know, you kind of notice how you evolved. Can you talk about how you evolved as a musician and, and, and with this, you know, you've, you've had a long career. I mean, you've been, you know, 13 years, then, you know, years before that, before, you know, you got signed and whatnot. Can you, do you notice like in your playing, how you've dissolved and you can talk a little bit about your influences and whatnot? Yeah, man, I, um, I feel like anybody, man. I just I'm always trying to listen to stuff, listen to new stuff, listen to what's out. Um, of course, I always you know, Pantera is always in my you know right. player all the time. Uh, you know, I have my go-to bands that I that I, you love forever. You know, I'm always going to be a Corey Taylor, a Stone Tower fan. But um, yeah, man, you just try to you know, stay up on your chops. You, you know, I think all of us try to you know, write better songs. You try to play faster, right? Right, right. <laughs> put, put put a little put a little you know. The channel on the solos and stuff like that. I definitely solo a lot more now than I used to back then as well. And it's just, again, it's a, just a natural uh, evolution. But at the same time, you just got to remember, you know, you still got to stay true to yourself and true to your sound and where you came from. And, and um, 
you know, I felt like we've always stuck with that regardless of the singer changes, but now right. more so than ever because we do play the whole record every night, that it's always uh, in the brain. So um, I'm, I'm really glad that it's happening. Like I said, it's just natural evolution of the band, but at the same time, you know, we're conscious of, of where we came from. Right. Now, and looking back to that time, you know, when you, when you guys first started, were you, were you surprised at how quickly, like, in the instant success of Bodies and how popular it became right away? Um, did that take you by surprise, or was that, you know, you kind of always knew that uh, man, No, man, I've, I've got to be honest. I'm eternally forever grateful. Um, you know, I think any band or any musician, you know, you always want to make it in music and stuff right. like that. But at the, at the time... You know, at the time that we were writing that record in, in, in those in those days, you know, late 90s and whatever, we were just having fun, man. You know, right. we're all friends since high school, and, you know, we we got the, we got free beer at the bar because we played the show, <laughs> we were excited, you know. Right. We kind of, that, that was the goal, get free beer tonight and free shots next show, you know, it was baby steps. But um, when it came out and blew up like that, I mean, it's definitely a rare thing, and um, again, I appreciate it, and, and, uh, and it, yeah, man, it was just... You, all your dreams come true, man. You just had everything. Like just within a matter of weeks after the the song came out, it was everywhere. Man. Right. And, um, and it still gets used. It still gets used for stuff. So. Oh yeah. Um, it, it's it's. I mean, it's, it's an anthemic song. You can you can you know it, it sticks in your head. It goes with like you know so many different things. You know you hear it at sporting events and, and whatnot. It's you know it is you know you could consider that song probably like an anthem of you know the two thousands um, because it's so catchy and it just sticks with you. Um, yeah, man, it's, uh, thank you. It's yeah. still a fun song to play. I love playing it every night, you know, we play it every night. Some bands get weird about the song or their hit, you know, like right. I said, uh, I'm grateful and, and I love playing it. It's just a fun song, man. It, oh, yeah. And I'm glad, uh, again, that's how it was written in that mind frame. I mean, we're just rocking out of rehearsal room, drinking a couple beers, writing some rock tunes and, and having fun with it. And, um, and here it is, like everybody else can enjoy it as well. Now this uh, this tour goes on f- till uh, till April. Um, is there any plans for a, a new album with new material? Yeah, man. Um, we've had plans for a new album for a long time. Just but um, you kind of got caught up in the business side of things. Right. As people know, the music business is um, kind of wacky on the business end. Mm-hmm. So you know, we were on an um, independent label, which did really great for us. Um, and you know, getting towards the end there. Not so much. You kind of get pushed off. It's like we're going to put your record out. Oh, we're going to wait. So we finally had to make that decision this year. Um, you know, if we want to keep making forward progress, what do we need to do? And it looks like we're just going to do everything on our own now because, right. you know, it's it's just. Um, and again, no disrespect for my label and where we came from. It's just, you know, we want to get new material out there. And we want to get new stuff out there to our fans fast. So right. the only way to do that, you know, instead of waiting on other people, is to do it yourself. So. As soon as we get done with this tour, we've already put together all the songs we want to do for the next record. Nice. We have so many songs written, man. It's really like, <laughs> what what kind of record do we want to have? Because we have so much material, and we finally just, um, you know, as a band came together and decided on the songs we want to put out there, and we're going to record it on our own, put it out on our own, and, and take that route. You see a lot um, of, you see a lot of, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just saying, you know, that's kind of the way it's going nowadays, and, and, and you know, it's just we can't make a record and wait three years to get another record out, man. I want to I want right. to, to get new songs out there as we come up with them. Yeah, and I was going to say, you know, with you know, you guys are now in a position where is it refreshing to be able to be able to do it on your own? Um, yeah. It's so awesome because it puts us back in the mind frame. I think we're in when we did the center record, there right? And any kind of pressure or expectations, I think that happens to a lot of bands, or maybe that kind of kills. You know, like four or five records later, they right. like they found some formula, formula, so they stuck with it, or. 
you know, they're writing songs to try to stay in on the radio or appease the label where we can finally just clear our heads and go, all right, we're going to write the music we want to write and put it out on our own. And, you know, it's scary at the same time, but it's also, um, it's awesome because we can stay true to ourselves and true to the music and And not have to appease anybody. And you have, you know, a lot more bands are starting to do that now. You know, Seven listed their crowdfunding thing with Pledge Music and, you know, a lot of bands are going that route, which I think is kind of cool because the fans can kind of be involved in the whole process and see the process and, and uh, you can, uh, you know, kind of, I guess, the fans get more invested in the in the band, too, I think. Um, and speaking of that, you guys have a, an Indiegogo campaign going on, I wanted to, to mention. Um, Thank for, you. For, uh, you know, research for heart disease and whatnot and, you know, memory of Dave. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that came about, um, again, you know, we put out the last song we had with Dave out here. Right. Really and, and the whole reason, a lot of people don't know, and... and I always assume the worst, but David, you know, he passed away at 30, he had a heart condition, he had a cardiomyopathy and, um, you know, that, you know, basically heart disease. So, you know, we wanted to do something special. We, we want to raise $13,000 on this tour because it's a 13 year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And, um, we have these Dave Williams shirts, you know, you make a donation, 30, a donation of $30 or more, you get a, you know, the Dave Williams shirt. I've always wanted to have a shirt. I see all these kids wearing Dimebag Dollar shirts. Right. I think it's awesome. Don was such a great friend. But, you know, I don't want to put out a shirt from David and make money off him. It's, it's, we're not that kind of band. So right. it's like, what can we do? Um, you know, fans make a donation, you get a free Dave shirt. You know, right. everybody's happy, and, and um, it's all for a great cause. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, definitely check out Indiegogo. Yeah, so, um, please, so, please, for anything, donate to help hard to, you know, hard right. research. You know, it's it's a very cool shirt. It's a great cause. You know, I think a lot of people don't realize that heart disease can affect anyone. You know, it's not, you know, at any age. It, and it's, it's, oh, yeah, man. And it's... Uh, any age, man. Kids pass away five years old because of stuff like yeah. that. You know, it, 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 it hits you at any age at any time in your life. And, and that's exactly what happened um, with Dave. So it's for a good cause, man. Yeah. And I know you mentioned, uh, like, Seven Dust and other bands you know, raising money to help record their record and stuff like that and making them be, you know, helping them be a part of it. I right. definitely want to have our friends be a part of it. But um, at the same time, man, I, I, like, I find it hard to do some kind of campaign like right. that. Like, we've been talking about that. You know, we're just going to keep playing shows and, and, and try to save up on our cool. own and do it all, you know, like that. But I definitely want to have fans involved one way or the other. Um, not so much asking them for, right, for right. money as much, just just making them a part of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't implying. I was just mentioning, like... Oh, you know. no. And, and I think that's great that bands do that. And and I think the more, like, you put into it, the more you get out of it. I know, right. I'm not sure exactly what Seven Dust had on theirs. I know other bands do that, like, on the Kickstarter and all that stuff. And it, it really is a great thing because it has helped a lot of bands. And um, But I, I just want to find a creative way right. to do that, uh, to get fans involved. But I feel bad, like... I'm just that kind of person. <laughs> man. I just can't... I can't ask them for it. You know? Yeah, going to the shows, seeing the shows. I mean, fans come out and they'll yeah, they support you, and you know, yeah, I'm get made, helps. and and uh, you know, it's it's you know the way it always should have been too. You know, you can the business sometimes right. I think can start to cloud it a little bit, and like you said, you know, you it clouds decided, a lot, man. It, it, it does, and, and I'm glad that we kind of eliminated that business part out of our lives because I do. That feels like a cloud lifting, right? And um. And you'll hear it in the music, man. Like we're we're in the room, like working on stuff again and excited about it. And that, that's you know, instead of going in the rehearsal room and, and going, you know, management should do this, label one should do that, right. and then like 
you don't it's no songs are getting written because they're too stressed out over a stupid business. So cool, well, good things to come, man. I mean, we're, we're going to do this tour. We're going to give our hats off today one last time. And, you know, we're forever going to still play center, you know, songs right. live, but this right. is the last chance to see the whole record. And then, um, you know, start bringing some new stuff into the set again. Cool. Can't wait to see you. Can't wait to hear the new album. Can't wait to, you know, see you guys out on the road. I'm looking forward to the show here in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, again, check yeah, out Alter the bar. Yeah, Alter bar is great. It's a great venue. Um, Love that venue. Cool. And, uh, you know, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, it was a pleasure and uh, wish you luck on the upcoming tour. And I'll definitely be seeing you here on the 24th. Yeah, man, come hang out, man. We'll do a shot. Listen to some loud rock music. Have a good time. Definitely. All right, man. Thanks so much. Okay, that was an excerpt from the track Heroes Sleeping Off the Second Disc of the 13th Anniversary Edition of Sinner. I'd like to thank CJ for taking the time to talk to us. If you haven't picked up this album yet, I highly recommend you do. Uh, even if you have the older version of the album, this one's got a lot of unreleased demos and tracks that you haven't heard before, including Heroes Sleeping, which is the last track that they had recorded with the late Dave Williams. Up next on the program, we have Mike Orlando from the band Adrenaline Mob. Adrenaline Mob recently released an album of covers called Dearly Departed. It's got covers from Pat Travers, Black Sabbath, Queen, and Charlie Daniels Band. It's also got some acoustic versions of previously released Adrenaline Mob songs. Before we get to that interview, though, here is The Devil Went Down to Georgia. going on man it's a pleasure to be speaking to you thank you for having me man oh thanks for uh, coming on the show it's uh, it's an honor to talk to you um 
First off, you guys uh, just released a new album uh, called Dearly Departed. Uh, album has uh, some cover tunes as well as some acoustic uh, versions of uh, some Adrenaline Mob songs. Can you talk a little bit about this album? Sure, yeah. It's definitely, um, you know, it's a fave of mine because there's definitely uh, like a mix of everything. You know, we didn't want to do Coverta 2 mm-hmm. where it was just all covers. And we really do love paying tribute to the greats out there. You know, it's, it's, it's an honor to me to be able to do that and release it just put our spin on stuff. So we, uh, we did a, you know, a batch of covers for four tracks. And then, um, you know, we did a little twist. We went acoustic and took some of our favorite ballads, uh, all on the line and angel sky from Omerta, which are some of my favorites mm-hmm. and uh, crystal clear from the men of honor album, uh, you know, which we are still out there, you know, fully supporting. And we put a different spin on it, just acoustic. And, uh, and then the track that I love called get you through the night. So right. it's, cool mix man um you guys got you know we guys do cover songs that, what i like about what you guys do is you pick songs that you don't really hear other bands covering and you guys do a lot of cross genre things like uh devil went down to georgia for example um can you talk a little bit about how you guys pick uh what songs you guys are going to cover sure um you know like like with coverta you know everyone throws you know their their pick of the hat you know into the bowl so to say and uh it was kind of the same thing. I mean, it, this one was much easier, as a matter of fact. I threw a bunch of songs that I thought would be great at Russ, and he was like, man, I love it, I love it, I love it, great, great. He threw snorting whiskey back at me. Yeah, man, let's do the blues thing. You know, we, we touched base on the bluesy kind of, you know, uh, back and forth singer, blues, guitar player thing with Lemon songs. so we, mm-hmm. we revisited that that kind of, uh, you know, template, so to say, with uh, Pat Travers, you know, incredible band, and yeah, we threw a, we threw a wrench in the motor and did never went down the George. <laughs> uh, that's for sure, you know. But we like doing that. It was like kind of what we did with Barracuda. You never t- would right. think Lost Island would sing Barracuda, and uh, you know, same thing. Here we are doing uh, the Devil Went Down to Georgia, and I am the fiddle player. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, you know, it seems like it's always uh, it's a fun song to listen to. I imagine it's a it's a fun song to play on the guitar. Uh, personally, I've never tried it, but I mean, is it was it tar- hard like transcribing all the violin parts? It, you know, it was it was like a multitude of things. It was it was really was such an honor to be doing it. I'm like, wow, I can't wait to you know do my version of this because it really is an iconic track. Yeah. It doesn't matter what kind of genre of music you like. Everyone knows Devil Went Down to Georgia. Right. It's like game over. You know, that's a track that has, you know, just gone above genres. And, um, yeah, to be able to take all those amazing fiddle parts and put my spin on it, yeah, I was, I was in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, like the acoustic versions, um, was that uh, different, like uh, rewriting those as acoustic ver- songs, or do you guys play acoustic a lot? We do. We do do it a lot. You know, uh, when we were out on tour last year with Avenged Sevenfold, every day off, we were still playing the club no matter where, and we would always pull up two stools in the in the middle of the set, and we would do, you know, acoustic songs as we would go to the radio stations and do acoustic stuff. So, you know, that's where the, the songs, that's where they live. You know, I mean, those songs are created like that on acoustics, and Angel Sky was was done on a, on a piano. So mm-hmm. it's like when you take a song down to its bare components, if it's a good song, it's, it's going exactly. to stand its ground, you know? 
Cool. Um, is there any, uh, you know, talk of ever doing like a full blown acoustic tour? I would love to. I, I think it would be phenomenal. Right. I would love to do a full acoustic album. You know, I, I just I love playing acoustic mm-hmm. guitar. It, it, it's what I started on. That was the first thing I've ever played was an acoustic guitar. So, I, you know, I love it. It's second nature to me. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, you re- you uh, did, again, uh, the uh, Randy Rhodes uh, Remembered concert. Can you talk a little bit about that experience? Oh, mind-blowing. I mean, right. you know, being being able to pay, you know, tribute to one of the greatest rock and top players who ever lived, let alone playing every night with his sister and his brother standing right there. Right. And, you know, literally his, his sister came over to me, and, you know, and paid such an incredible you know, um, compliment saying, you know, she had felt like she was at one of her brother's shows. I just, you know, come on, man, game over. So it's such an honor to me to be playing with, you know, Brian Titchie, one right. of the greatest members out there. And Rudy Salvo, my brother, I've done, I've done about four of them now. And I'm actually, um, extremely honored now to be going on the Randy Rhodes remembered tour. It's called roads across America. And I will be on it for three weeks from May seventh, May twenty seventh to June fifteenth, I believe. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we'll have to yeah. keep a lookout for that. Um, yeah, uh, you got a tour coming up now with uh, Drowning Pool and Full Devil Jacket. Uh, can you talk a little bit about where, what fans can expect on this tour and and how you guys all yeah. hooked up? Oh, it's going to be great, man! I I can't wait. I mean, you know. Going out with Drown and Pool, what a great band. Uh, Full Devil Jacket, uh, we're all going to be killing it every night. We're out for about a month, and then we do, you know, a batch of shows with us at Full Devil Jacket. Okay. And then we keep continuing on our own. We have another week or so of just Adrenaline Mob shows until we go over to South America for Brazil. So the tour is going to be great. I mean, you know, we got, uh, you know, three great heavy bands, and then right. we got my new bass player here. He's he's very uh, keen to the DP guys. He's formerly from Antrick and those guys used to tour all the time together. So it's a, it's, it's going to be a real fun tour. Let's put it that way. Yeah. We're looking forward to seeing you guys will be hitting here in Pittsburgh, uh, in March 24th. Um, and, uh, definitely looking forward to that. Um, after yeah. this tour, any, uh, is there a album, uh, of more original material coming out soon or, uh, you got, you've done Sonic Stomp one and two is going to, are we going to yeah. see a Sonic Stomp three anytime in the uh, future? Yeah. Of course. I mean, I am dying to do Science Time 3. I just, you know, it's sometimes things take, you know, a little more precedence. So, you know, when the Adrenaline Mob train is in motion, I, I can't jump off, right. you know, to do But I definitely uh, have been, you know, doing songs and kind of touching base on it and know what I kind of want to do for the next one. But right now I'm in full Adrenaline Mob mode, supporting Dealer Departed, still supporting Menobata, getting out there, and we're going to tour our asses off you know, at least up until the fall. So, it's, And then I'll, you know, I'll go into that mode again. There'll be another one out in 2016, of course. Cool. Well, uh, you know, I don't want to take too much of your time. I appreciate you uh, talking to us, and uh, we will definitely be seeing you here on the road and definitely in Pittsburgh on uh, on uh, March 24th. Awesome. It's great, man. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you for having me, man. Oh, thank you. All right, I'd like to thank Mike for taking the time to talk to us. Again, the album's called Dearly Departed, and it's out now. It's got a lot of really cool cover songs on it, as well as some acoustic versions of uh, Drum and Mob songs. Uh, definitely check it out. Up next on the show, we have an interview with Josh Brown of the band Full Devil Jacket. 
Full Devil Jacket took a hiatus for a number of years, uh, but they got a new album coming out at the end of this month called Valley of Bones. Before we get to that interview, though, here is the title track from that album, Valley of Bones. show from Full Devil Jacket. We have Josh Brown on the line. How you doing, Josh? Doing fantastic, man. Glad to be here. It's an honor to have you. Um, you guys are on tour, uh, going to be on tour with Adrenaline Mob um, and Drowning Pool coming in on uh, the anniversary uh, show they're doing. It's going to be March 24th at the Altar Bar, and I wanted to touch base with uh, you guys in particular because your name, uh, you know, I think a lot of people were familiar with the band uh, some years ago, and you guys kind of went off the radar. You had obviously a career outside of the band, but uh, now back with a great new record. So I wanted to talk about, um, you know, particularly how, how did the band come back together? Obviously you had some, you know, personal issues uh, that kind of led to the, you know, the band kind of going away for a little while. Um, but how did everything come to come back together with Full Devil Jacket? Well, you know, uh, I didn't leave on the, on the best of terms, you know, back in the day uh, when the band you know, originally broke up, you know, um, I just kind of, uh, I was dealing with a lot of issues, drug addiction and, and, you know, uh, uh, just a lot of things. So, so I left kind of abruptly and, you know, I didn't really, uh, leave, leave with the best, uh, with the best terms there. Um, our guitar player, Mike Reeves, um, was, was battling cancer. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we got together to do a benefit for him, um, probably it's close to four or five years ago. And, um, you know, that was the first time the band had really, really gotten back together. You know, everybody got in the same room. And, you know, you spend that much time with, with people on the road, um, and you, you, you write all that music with them. And, and really, you know, we, we, we spent a lifetime together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was just good seeing everybody again. You know, we, we buried the hatchet where, you know, wrongs have been done to one another, and we got out there and played a great show, raised some good money for Mike, and that was that was the beginning of the idea of putting the band back together. You know, over the next few years, um, you know, we tried to uh, to to get everybody in the same room and get everybody going the same direction, but uh, it just you know it didn't seem to work out at the time, and uh, eventually. Uh, me and Keith Foster decided to uh, to move forward, and um, and then that's that's how we came to this record. You know, you know when you 
when you wrote, I mean, do you guys all geographically live in the same area still? Or, or did you yeah. have to kind of... Yeah, we're, 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 we're based out of Jackson, Tennessee. Um, we just added uh, Zach Broderick uh, from Nonpoint and okay. Attica 7 um, to our lineup. He lives in Nashville, but uh, all the rest of us are, are Jackson guys. We all grew up around each other, and then, uh, you know, it's like, a, it's like a family, you know? Yeah, now, when you, when you got back together and started writing for the new record, obviously, you know, it's been a couple of years since, you know, the the last album. Did you try to stylistically stay in the same vein, or did you guys just kind of let it go where it went? You know, there's a couple of songs where, where we, you know, intentionally uh, dove back into, you know, the... the, the the place we were uh, mm-hmm. musically, you know. Um, but for the most part, we, we just kind of uh, decided to, to to just be creative and not be um, held back by anything we'd done previously or, or uh, any ideas that, you know, uh, any boundaries, you know, because this record, it came across as a, a few lines that we haven't crossed yet mm-hmm. uh, musically. And, you know, the, the, the fact that we only put out one record um, you know, we we still had a lot of room to explore, I would sure. guess you could say. Um, you know, Mike Reeves, uh, our original guitarist, you know, one of the founding members of the band, passed away. You know, he, he, he mm-hmm. actually, uh, you know, died from cancer. And, that you know, that guy's unreplaceable. That's sure. all there is to it. So instead of trying to make things sound like uh, they did when, when he was still with us, um, we just kind of started new. And, uh, you know, went forward. You know, have you guys done many live dates with the new material yet? We, we, uh, we did a string of, of, uh, shows in 2014. Okay. The beginning of 2014. Um, but, you know, man, these are shows that, that, uh, you know, with, with no radio support and no, um, uh, label support, we just, you know, we just kind of got out there and, um, kicked the rust off. But I tell you what, we've had great response, man. I mean, you know, the the the, the thing that ties this record to the last record is it's it's genuine, you know, heavy rock music sure. written about real things. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah, and when you listen to it, it wasn't it wasn't the necessarily the copycat of, of the era it was written in. You know, so you weren't you know you don't listen to your first right. album and so yeah, that sounded like a, a two thousand album. You know, necessarily, right. where, where there are certain records you can put on from that period of time. Um, I could go on all day about that, but there were many records in that era that you listened to, and it would, they all sort of morphed into the same record. Um, so, true that, true that, and, and you kind of find that today too, man. I mean, it's sure. sometimes listening to uh, you know the radio, it's hard to pick out who's who sometimes. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, is it more difficult? Do you think? I mean. You guys didn't have the benefit, or well, I guess you you did outside of the band, but to see what labels and, and you know you mentioned about radio support and, and label support and what that has become versus what it was the first go around. How much different is that in your opinion? Well, I mean, budgets are are definitely different. You know, um, every what, what I love about this time period right now is. You know, everyone uh, gets the most out of whatever budget is there. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, in the, when I when I first came into the scene, 
people were throwing around money like it was it was nothing, you know. And sure. Like nowadays, budgets are smaller. Uh, but you know, if you're a, a singer and a songwriter and a, and a, a performer, it, it, that's what you do, you know. Mm-hmm. Whether whether there's money there or not, and you know, fortunately for us, you know, we 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 got to hook up with E1, and they're doing a fantastic job of promoting this record. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, we uh, we started this record out with fan support through um, Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our journey has, has been uh, completely different than it was in 99, but uh, it's been very, it's, it's very gratifying. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of grassroots movement going on right now in the Full Devil Jacket camp. And what I've realized is, um, you know, the, the, the grassroots, if you don't have that, you know, you don't really have anything. And what we have seen through our uh, our label support, through our fan support, is, is amazing. I mean, like it yeah. really is. So uh, it's, it, for, for me, it's very, very gratifying. Did, did you find that the Kickstarter uh, endeavor – Somewhat of a sort of a shot in the arm as far as encouragement when you see a response, you know, directly from fans. It's kind of a new, you know, that's certainly something that's changed quite a bit since, you know, your first album. You know, you have right. the ability to almost have consumers say, we want your product, you know, as opposed to, no you know, as opposed no to. Well, you know, when we, when we put that, uh, when we started the Kickstarter, you know, we, we um, you know, Full Devil Jacket had not put out any new music for for you know, well over 10 years, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, to see people come together to, uh, uh, you know, help us create more music was definitely a shot of adrenaline, you know, right. and, um, you know, that, that is, I tell you, it means a lot when, when people, when people cast their vote with dollars, you know, and right. it really does, so it was yeah. really awesome. And it's a great way, you know, for you guys to connect. You mentioned as a grassroots, it's a great way to you to connect with a, you know, a fan on a much more direct le- level than, you know, sticking a CD in a Walmart and obviously people, you know, buy it. And it's a, that model, you know, has merit, but it's nice to be able to say, you know, add a couple bucks, we'll throw a signature on it, send you a T-shirt, whatever, you know, that stuff. Uh, you know, and, and in a band, you know, where you guys had one album, you know, this wouldn't be, you know, the same as if you took it, for example, Creed who, you know, will go on a long hiatus and then come out with an album, but they had, you know, huge multi-platinum albums and then come back. You guys had, you know, only the benefit of an EP and one album, but 10 years later to have fans say, you know, we want your album, you know, today in 2015. Yes. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's, it's a great time to play music. I mean, I, I really believe that it's a great time to be alive, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, um, just on, on kind of a sidebar, during the heightest of the band, you obviously did Day of Fire. Um, has there ever been any talk of revisiting that? Uh, you, you know, it's always in my mind. You, you know, I mean, one thing I've learned at, at 38 years old, you know, spend 10 years with somebody, it's, it's 10 years is like a lifetime, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, Day of Fire toured for six years, you know, together, and you know, in a van most of the time. Sure. It's like, you know, I, I'll never uh, turn away from that idea. You know, um, anybody that I write music with, you know, I, I've, I usually keep a, a, a good relationship with, and I, you know, it's 
it's uh it's always I'm always looking to do more music. So however mm-hmm. that comes together, I'm I'm always all about it, you know. Yeah, does does the having the ability to say, you know, Grammy award winning, does that does that get old? At any point in your mind? Well, the, well, the Grammy nominated Dove Award winning, you know, but, okay. but I, you know, it's 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 an honor, man. You know, I don't really, I don't really, you know, walk around with that moniker only when it's uh, self-deprecating. You know, I used to, before we got this this uh, record out, you know, mm-hmm. before we got with the one, I used to tell everybody in Jackson, I'm the only. Uh, Grammy nominated bar back in Jackson, Tennessee, you know, and that's, yeah. that's kind of the way I, I look at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, that, uh, that is, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of interesting when you look at, you know, you, you kind of have to, you know, sometimes take a minute and say, you know, somebody had a plan for me when you go with what happened, you know, obviously in you're in 2000 uh, to fast forward time and look, you know, in, in the type of music of day of fire, you know, that, that's a, you know, just full 180, and that's you know, certainly commendable yeah. to turn things around that way and get everything back on track. So, you know, my hats off to you. In that well, I appreciate it, man. You know, uh, a lot a lot of people don't think it's commendable, but you know, it, it's it's uh, it's all part of the journey, man. You know, it's all just mm-hmm. uh, learning how to be a, a, a better a better person. And, and man, when you grow up in the rock and roll lifestyle, uh, some lessons are much harder to learn than others, and it's uh. But humility comes mm-hmm. uh, uh, is a very expensive lesson, and right. um, you know it's one I'm, I'm glad to uh, continue to learn. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's, a, that's another great point. I don't think a lot of people get in inside the head of the type of life, you know, to be a professional musician. You're leading, you know, you're on stage, you're in front of you know legions of fans. You come off that stage, you know, you're sitting in a quiet hotel room. I mean, demons can creep in, I'm sure, and it's it's got to be a very very difficult life to assimilate to. So, you know, I don't yeah. think anybody can can throw a stone there. Um, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, I tell you what, it's not as it's never as glorious as as people uh, think. It's it's you know, show business makes it look glorious. It takes a lot of lights and a lot of smoke and mirrors to make it look like this uh, glorious path. You know, but right. it's definitely. Right. Yeah, I think it's, it's the path of living. Yeah, I think a lot of people yeah. say, you know, boy, I would love to do that for that hour a night, or that ninety minutes and another two hours, or whatever. It's the other twenty-two hours. Yes. I don't think people, you know, quite, you know, you've got to spend your days talking to, you know, bozos like me, and, and riding around on buses, and you know, <laughs> sitting through sound checks, right. and, and constantly waiting. You know, it's, it's not an easy gig. So, you know, certainly. Yeah. Okay. You turn the corner. You sound and, like you've done some touring, my friend. No, <laughs> I've done some talking, not touring. No, no. no. You're right. Well, I tell you what, you, you definitely got a uh, got a handle on what that's about. I tell people all the time is you got to be either really determined or really insane to you know go drive 17 hours to go play for 30 minutes. But you know it's it's exactly. like you love it that much that you yeah. do it. You know. Yeah, so. that, that two hours a night makes it worth the other 22. Well, Josh, again, yeah. you, guys, you guys are coming in, uh, and the next week uh, with Drowning Pool to the Altar Bar in Pittsburgh, a great venue to see a show. You've got a, a packed night. I think anybody who's seen Adrenaline Mob, um, you know, great, you know, call them young guns, young guns in the, in the group. They're the newer <laughs> of the bands, but uh, certainly, right. it's certainly all a bunch of veterans and Drowning Pool, no slouch. Yeah. So it's going to be a great night of uh, music. So we look forward to seeing you when you get into town, man. Hey, man, thank you so much, man. Uh, we look forward to hanging with you, and uh, it's going to be a great show. We're stoked to be on the road with uh, Adrenaline Bob 
and drowning pool. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be a good time, man. Awesome. Josh, thank you so much. You have a great one. Hey, man, you too. Take care. All right, I'd like to thank Josh for taking the time to talk to us. Again, the album drops on March 31st, and it's called Valley of Bones. They're going to be out on tour with Drowning Pool and Adrenaline Mob, and they'll be hitting Pittsburgh on March 24th at Alder Bar. Doors open at 5.30, the show begins at 6.30, and you've got local opener Shrouded in Neglect kicking things off. Definitely a show you're going to want to check out. We'll be there, and I hope to see you there as well. That about wraps up this episode. I'd like to thank you for tuning in. If you've got any questions or comments, please drop us a line at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash ironcityrocks. Check out our Instagram at instagram.com forward slash ironcityrocks. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs> 